This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Here they come. First and 10, 2-12 in the game. Goff back, throws it left. Laporta intercepted at the 30-yard line by Donovan Wilson. He read it. He sat back. He jumped the route. And the Cowboys have the ball back. Play of the game right there. Star up, star down. Brought to you by the Big Green Egg. Good morning, Metroplex. We are back. Hopefully you are as well. Sean Shreve, RJ Choppy, Cowboys insider Bobby Belt. We got Peyton and Ryan. We're live on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. And in case you did not know, you're checking out radio stations for 2024 while you're, you know, serious. Seeing if I can activate your phone again. Siri. Siri, wake oh, up. Yeah, oh, there it is. There it is. While that expires and you're looking to renew, we're the home of the Cowboys and Rangers. No need to go anywhere else. Bam, we just saved you money. And on Saturday, the Cowboys pull out the crazy win over the Detroit Lions. They're one win away from a Commanders on-the-road victory from winning the NFC East star up. Donovan Wilson. Bobby, who else did you have on that list? Yeah, I think that, you know, the defense had a really strong performance other than the the final drive of the game, obviously. Uh, and the guys who stood out to me were Donovan Wilson. You mentioned one there. Demarcus Lawrence, I thought, was fantastic. Right, he was fantastic. We were at halftime, and I was talking to Broadus, uh, getting well, ready for the, the no. halftime ceremony with Jimmy, and we're kind of standing in the booth watching things down there. And D-Law had just made that play before the end of the half. We were both talking about, like, that's the player of the game right now is Demarcus mm-hmm. Lawrence at halftime. And so, uh, you he know. He finished I, with three stops, all of them were tackles for a loss. It, it felt like he had eight of them. It, it, I, it I thought did. he had way more than that. It did. And so DeMarcus Lawrence, I thought, was absolutely fantastic in this game. Big star up to him. Uh, another big star up to Jordan Lewis. Jordan, Jordan Lewis, Lewis played really, really well in this game. He's really come on in recent weeks. There have been a couple games where he's been really big. He, he came up big against uh, Seattle, uh, made big plays there. And so uh, I think Jordan Lewis deserves a big star up and has really started kind of coming into his own. And this is why... Coaches like veteran players. They like smart, savvy players, no matter, you know, how much they may have lost a step. And that's, you know, partly why I think, you know, if By they the way, were to- Dak gave him credit for like equal film room study. He was crediting Jordan Lewis for putting in as much film room work as he does. You know, it's if they're going to play a Seattle in the first round, which is a possibility. Mm-hmm. They have three receivers. Like, legit. You know, not like anybody throws a third guy out there. They got three legit receivers out there. Um, and you're going to need that. You're going to need a Jordan Lewis to step up. You're going to need players to step up. Uh, because, I mean, there's times where some of you know, there's times when Bland has been cooked at times, especially in this game. You know, he he, he was not he was not great in this one. Um, so you need guys like Lewis to step up if you're going to have a team that's got three legitimate pass catchers. And, of course, the biggest star up of the night, we need to start having some larger discussions about 88. Some real big, serious, big boy discussions. 13 for 227, a touchdown while I stood in line for beer and a drug test after the game. NFL said, no, 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 no. This ain't lining up. Go ahead and pee in this yep. cup. C.D. Lamb, biggest star up, brought to you by the oh, Big Green sure. Egg. That was that was huge. And that was like, th- that play, that touchdown, that's one of those things where, you know, that, that, that play doesn't happen. I mean, Dak's dead to rights there. He gets out of it. I mean, it could, it could have been a safety for crying out loud. Yeah. He gets out of it, and he just kind of heaves one down. And there's CD. He had beat he had beat his man, and his man dives. And it's – I mean, that was the longest 60 – I think I could have beat CD at the, at the speed he was running, and I was running alongside full speed. I think there's a chance I could have beat him. That's how slow he was able to run because there was nobody there. 
He had nobody within 30 yards of him. I, I mean, that's another example, though, just the ability to freelance and improvise yeah. and the sense that they have for each other. That's another example of Dak and CD are just at a point right now where they're one of the yep. stronger connections in the NFL. So now what? After the Eagles got stunned by the Cardinals, well, not stunning to some people, like Bobby Bell, uh, the Cowboys winning the NFC East would clinch the number two seed. So you're getting one home playoff game where they're undefeated. You win that one, they get at least one more. Yeah, you're getting two. You are guaranteed of avoiding the 49ers until at least the NFC Championship game if they make it. Now, we do have to look at the possible teams. Is this definitely the best case scenario, or would you have you want would you have wanted to take on the NFC South? Winner with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the better part of Sunday getting blanked. I'll go ahead and take this. Keep me as far away from the 49ers as possible and have me at home. A massive, humongous weekend. Fortunate and other for for America's team. Yeah, I mean, look, as of right now, the way the way it would shake out today, you're getting Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. So you're getting so you're getting a guy who's never he's a, he's a, he's, he's a rookie. From a starter perspective, he's a rookie in Jordan Love. Damn near the top of the league in touchdown passes. My guy. Okay. Yep. He's, he's, he's doing fine. Uh, he's they, they, they won, you know, they won a game at Detroit on Thanksgiving. They controlled that game. They're not terrible. I mean, they're, they're, but I'd rather face. But would you rather would you rather face Tampa in Tampa or I'll, let me throw out two other teams that are possibilities. The Rams or the Seahawks in Arlington or the Bucks in Tampa. Oh, I'd rather face the Bucks in Tampa than the Seahawks. The Seahawks, like they, that that's kind of scared. That game kind of scared me. Yeah. Um, the Rams. I, I, I looked. I, I was at that Rams game. Well, uh, I, I was not impressed. I know they're a different team now, um, but they didn't play great this past weekend either. No, um, they, I, I, I mean they're they were in a position where if they can just if the Giants can drop something more than three crap plays in a row, setting yeah. up Mason Crosby for a 54-yard field goal, they may be lose to the Giants. So that that was a um, that, would, that would have been an interesting type game. But, yeah, I, I, I would much rather have faced Tampa as opposed to Seattle or the or maybe the Rams. But you know, Green Bay, and then you actually get to avoid the Niners, and then you're the two seed, not the three, so you wouldn't have to go to Detroit. Ooh. I mean, so you would get right now, if, if chalk were to hold, you would get Green Bay and then Detroit again here. Now, Detroit put up a good fight and they they could have won that game. They probably left. They probably are leaving that game feeling they put, they left points in the field. I know the Cowboys feel like they left points in the field with the CD fumble. Um, so it, it's it, I think that that'd be a really grabby a really good game. If the Lions had won, this is everything that changed because right. of that call. The Lions had won, it would have secured at worst the number two seed with a win this upcoming week. If they had won and won again in week 18, and if San Fran lost one game, the Lions would have had the one seed. With the loss, now is expected for Detroit to be the three. They would need significant help to have any chance of moving up. A potential divisional playoff game against the NFC East winner would have been in Detroit. Yeah. But now it's going on the road. Yeah, so if, they, you know, if the Cowboys lose, but the Eagles win, the Eagles still have... You know, the Eagles would then have the, the well, the Detroit would have it, but they need help. They need too much help, and there's just not really a, a chance. And who knows if they're even going to play anybody in the final week. And, of course, we're talking about this because of the controversy that the Cowboys ended up winning on Mike McCarthy on the explanation, what he heard from the refs after the two-point try. Did you get any explanation on the two-point play as to why the, the first one did not stand? Yes, I was told that, uh, you know, uh, 70 was was who they announced, but he covered up 68 is what I was told. I can't wait to ask McCarthy about, like, drawing up these plays beforehand to referees and officials, as Dan Campbell said he did. But with all those fortunate events going the Cowboys' way, people are thinking already that – the curse of Jimmy Johnson has been lifted, and Jerry Jones finally made a move that can win the Cowboys a Super Bowl. Here is the condensed version, a little over a minute long, of Jimmy Johnson finally going in Saturday night. I want to thank some outstanding assistant coaches and some great players. You weren't great when we were 1-15, in 15, 
But you know what? When we held that trophy up, you were fantastic. I know, and we talked about it a few minutes ago, Charles, at times you thought I was a tyrant and an a-hole. <laughs> but you never turned on me because you knew we were on the right path. And I want to thank the Dallas Cowboy fans, the millions of Cowboy fans, and the millions that despise the Cowboy fans. Because all of you is what makes this game so great. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I just got one more thing to say. Great job, Ryan. Get that on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. Man, they immediately went to this at halftime. Choppy and I are like, all right, we got time. We were with the Bennett Glazer crew. We're like, let's all go get some drinks. We'll come back. We'll be in our seats. We go. We get the drinks, grab a hot dog. Man, they're lining up on the mm. field. We have to sprint back out there. Yeah, I had to sprint back out there. I thought they were going to, you know, set it up. Like, you know, when you have a, a halftime show, like with Reba or with Dolly or whoever, Creed, you know, you get takes a little bit to roll the stage out. Mm. You know, I was like, yeah, maybe they're going to they're gonna put some flags on the field. It's just going to take a couple of minutes. We got time in to go get a drink uh, and get back out there. No, we had no time. We nope. had no time. It was like, it was there. I don't want to miss the food. I don't want to miss the show. Yeah. So we had to run back out there, see the show, then go back in, and then go get our free food. It was amazing. Amazing. Shrimp. Fantastic. <laughs> Chicken no. wings. Fantastic. I, I mean, it was a great ceremony, and honestly, it was... I was surprised he didn't. He he got most emotional when they were playing the video, uh, uh, up in, on the big screen where they're just kind of playing the the cut up of all his different moments here in Dallas. He got pretty emotional there. I know he got emotional on the set of the Fox NFL Sunday thing yesterday, uh, but I was I was surprised we didn't in the middle of the speech get a, a voice crack at one point because this this clearly meant a ton to him. Well, we have our meme though because it's kind of like our Cowboys Goodfellas meme where. Uh, Dang it. What's the name of uh, Leota's character? Ray Leota's character in Goodfellas. Oh, Henry Hill. Henry. Right, yeah. When Henry's laughing like that, and now it's... And then they said fly. He goes fly. And it's it's like yeah. Jimmy with Irvin and Emmett, yeah. and they're all laughing yeah. and holding each other back. So I absolutely love that. And we'll ask Jerry Jones about this moment at 8.30 it was great. this morning. It was fun. It was fun to see. I I, I saw DeMarcus's this year, uh, and then and then this one. and I saw DeMarcus where? At a DFW Airport baggage claim. Well. Yeah. Well, the, did you? One of the longest wait. Well, it wasn't that long of a wait. They've improved. They've improved over there. Good yeah. job. Good, good for them. Good for them. My father-in-law. I'm like, there's D-Ware. My father-in-law. No hesitation. DeMarcus! DeMarcus, <laughs> oh, hey, how you go? I was like, ah. Oh, and he was great, can't. though, wasn't he? DeMarcus? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, he's always. Uh, I could stare at that man for a long time. You got to tell him, no, you can't go up to somebody like that. Wait, the, we what, didn't go up. He walked by us. Oh yeah. And he walked by us. So I always feel bad like outing somebody like because then like what if not everybody knows who that is? Well, you I know? mean, you're the one who said you'd stop and take a picture with OJ. So I mean, what's yeah, the big deal stopping Demarcus Ware? Other scenarios for this upcoming NFL weekend. We all focusing on the AFC East. Bobby, what are the other scenarios in play? Yeah, so this is setting up for a couple of different opportunities. Specifically for the Cowboys, what they're looking at is they could run into one of it's it's several combinations that could occur. They've got the Rams, the Packers, the Seahawks, the Vikings. Uh, I think there's a, another one where they can get the Saints in a, in a in a tight scenario. But a lot of what we're looking at here is the AFC South. That's going to be Texans and the Colts. Winner of that takes their division. Uh, the NFC South is going to be on, uh, is still up for grabs between the Buccaneers, Saints, and the Falcons. The Falcons and the Saints actually play in that one. If the Saints win that one, they're in. They get the uh, they get that. And the Buffalo Bills, who we were talking about potentially missing the playoffs four seat. weeks ago, they can finish as high as the two seed if they beat Miami. Choppy's gambling yeah. ticket. Yeah, it's still there. Yes. It's still there. So they can win the two seed uh, with a, uh, they get the two seed with a win over Miami. Uh, they can they can they can they be out? I think they could be out of the playoffs if they lose. Still, I think they, yeah. I think they could still miss. That's how crazy things are right now. What a dream scenario for the NFL! Oh, yeah. Continuing to win with all the ratings and scenarios, you are going to win big with the beginning of this expressway. The expressway is commercial free for forty minutes right after these few messages coming up, and it is the most by far 
the most spying on filthy audio that we've ever had in the 13 years of the show. Sit back, warm up the coffee, and enjoy spying on the Eagles during the Commercial Free Expressway next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This team doesn't know how to lose. This team is abysmal. I blame Nick Sirianni. Go to hell today. It needs to be yeah. boots in somebody's ass. I'm sick of it. Peyton Russell with the new intro. Wow. Uh, we Put, finally got one right. Getting it in. Well, I didn't say it was good. Oh. Uh, no. <laughs> good intro. Starting off 2024 correctly for the Expressway. Y'all, this is commercial free with the return of the entire morning show on the home of America's team. Sean Shreve, RJ Choppy, Bobby Belt. And we got Ryan running things live on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube for Easily our largest selection of spying on filthy audio mm. after they lost to Arizona. We had the extra day yesterday to compile. Bobby was going ahead and recording the post game show. I'm looking at the video of this girl in the stand saying, What are we doing? How about the old man who couldn't get up? How about this one? Did you see this guy? Oh gosh. No. Okay. Stuck. Stuck. He was stuck. He 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 tripped and fell next to this woman. This Old drunk could not get off his 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 rear end. Yep. And uh, he's like cursing this girl, saying, "Move your fat ass and everything." So you got this fan, you got this Eagles fan in a green helmet cursing the defense. And I have the audio of the guy. The most viral Philly clip was the guy going off on Sirianni. I'll have that for you at nine o'clock because we have way too much to get to. It's glorious. He's uh, they're they're cracking. Uh, the, the fans are. The team is. I don't know who's cracking more of them or the Chiefs, but uh, <laughs> man, it's uh, it's uh, this three weeks ago, four <laughs> weeks ago, five weeks ago was a completely because they went through the stretch of Cowboys, Bills, Chiefs, and it was like that was they had a nasty six game six, six game stretch, and they started it off with like, oh my god, they're gonna roll through this thing, they're gonna lose like one or two games, and then you know you expected San Fran, whatever. And you expected the Cowboys lost because they were playing at home. I mean, you didn't see Seattle coming necessarily. You I didn't did. see. Uh, you didn't see. You didn't see Arizona. I did. No, you didn't see Arizona. Yeah, we, I, we, I, we, I we, see. I see anybody going out there against the Philadelphia Crimson Vikings and beating those. No, because those I asked if anyone wanted to bet that the Eagles would not win the NFC East, and I had no takers. None. So I'm not going to give anyone uh, credit. It was more about Dallas than Philly, though. I, you still didn't bet. Still didn't bet it. <laughs> uh, I'll get, I might give Patrick Walker some credit. I think he said the Eagles will lose one or maybe even two with that. Two. That, that's not a credit give. That, that, that's, that's, just, that's just blind faith. Yeah. That's what that is. That's or not, homerism. That's just homerism. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk to Patrick at 920. But let's get to the good stuff. This is Bobby immediately spying the amount of Tolos who get in the Odyssey app and want to participate in the demise and the crying in Philadelphia is incredible. So props to you all for giving us the heads up. Bobby and Peyton with the audio. Number one, WIP postgame show. They're saying this all traces back to San Fran kicking their rear end. 
I mean, the Niners game beat them down so bad I think that, so. that they lost confidence that they yeah. could win football games. I think that was the death blow. And, and listen, they don't have the horses on defense. I think the offense is embarrassing for, for the amount of talent they have. Some point this falls on the head coach, and and from this point on for the rest of the season, for me, he's coaching for his job. Yeah, like, I, I know they won this, they won the Super Bowl last year. I know that they're oh they're God. they're in position to be in the playoffs with twelve wins, whatever eleven wins. I don't care. I, I've watched enough. I mean, this is this is approaching you know Chip Kelly kind of like collapse here. Damn, I mean, this is bad. They, they they could very easily have lost six straight. They haven't started games well all year. Uh, they don't tackle. They are not creative with their play calling. They are not a good situational team. No. They turn the ball over. You know what every one of these things mean? It means you're poorly coached. Boy. So they're going at Sirianni now. That's okay. That's just coaching for his job. He's Chip Kelly. Yeah. Th- th- what that is, is that's just a bad sports talk show host. I hate to say that about somebody. But if you're like, if you're that generic that your go to is just fire the coach, which is what half of sports talk show hosts do then you're just a bad sports talk yeah show. but in that city it might actually play oh, out oh because th- that, that, and that, he did that's, it to peterson that's totally different they okay. named a street after him and they fired him <laughs> that's pandering to a fan base again another example of a bad talk show host yeah don't pander to a fan base that's what that is like that's just dumb like it, nick sirianni is not on the hot seat and if he is is because the organization is dumb that's what happens what like, do you, th- you don't you don't fire a coach who in a rebuild with a quarterback that nobody thought was any good went to the playoffs and then again in the very next year goes to the Super Bowl and then is nine and one the following year. Which go look at the history of teams that lose the Super Bowl. The history of teams that lose the Super Bowl over the last twenty five years is not that they don't go nine and one. They don't even make the playoffs again. Mm. So what would have to happen for you to maybe see it? Like what if they lose by thirty in round one? I, I wouldn't. I mean, I, I wouldn't do it. It's a flawed team. Like there, there would be an obvious flaw to it. I, I can't. I'm not going to fire a coach who, in three years, there has gone to the playoffs all three times and a Super Bowl. I, I just even if there's a revolt from players, yeah, if there's a revolt from players, maybe. But I don't know. Do revolts hang over year to year? You know, do they carry over? We've seen, we've seen them not carry over. We've seen it have carry over. Number two, they're going at some of the great young players. All that talent, including Jordan. Davis, the big man up front. All they've done is invest in the defensive line. And the defensive line's a joke. It's incredible. I mean, Josh Sweat can't can't sack Kyler Murray. And Josh Sweat wants to tell me all week how close he's been. I know. I don't give a bleep how close you've been, dude. It's about getting a sack. Can't do it. You're close. Can't do it. Jo- uh, uh, Jordan Davis looks like a bust of a draft pick. <laughs> I mean, Fletcher Cox is uh, their best defensive player again uh, on the line. He's oh, 30, hands down. 34 years old. Hands down. It's not even close. I mean, Jalen Carter has, has reached the rookie wall. Hassan Reddick didn't touch a quarterback. There. Where's Jordan Davis been? That's what I'm saying. Jordan Davis has a 70 PFF grade. That's pretty good. Now Jalen Carter has hit the rookie yeah, wall. Yeah, what was it? We, everybody was all concerned about Jordan Davis and all these. Wow, look at how he snatched all these guys. And now the uh, the WIP hosts are already like, yeah, they're all busts. Yeah, they're <laughs> is, is Jordan Davis bad? They're terrible. I, I mean, he's a one. I said he had a 70 PFF grade. Yeah, it's like it's pretty good. All right. I, I mean, mean, PFF doesn't know what they're talking about, to be fair. But, I mean, the, the, like, he's a one technique. Like, he's not going to be this big pass-rushing defensive tackle. I don't know what plays that's they're what, That's what happens. People in Philadelphia, like, they just don't know football. The, study the, in the, one the fans do. The fans do. The hosts don't. Well, they're calling for Sirianni. Again, these fans, they're, they're, they're emotionally unstable. They're teenagers. <laughs> Everybody there has the – and I grew up there. Everybody there has the emotional capabilities of a teenager. <laughs> it's, it's when it's going well – it never can stop. It will never stop. And when it's going bad, I don't know how we're ever going to get over this, okay? Yeah. They have the same emotional capabilities as my 14-year-old. And my 14-year-old can't even stand in line, all right? Because you know what happens when you're 14 years old. You've got one of those every every freaking minute of the day. You can't stand in line. You can't do anything, all right? That's what happens when you're 14. And that's what happens to Eagle fans, okay? They're emotionally unstable people. And on the post-game show on Sunday, this is just from Sunday, Peyton has spied this morning they they they've just been knowing that the Eagles have been a disaster for a while now. That's an embarrassing embarrassing loss against a team again with Jonathan Gannon coming in here. He had them he had them playing harder than the Eagles. They did. They wanted like, it more. You this is what pisses more. me off about this team is that they've essentially been getting their their teeth kicked in for the last 5 weeks. I don't care you beat the Giants. That game was far too close. The 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 3 weeks before that. Embarrassed. Like mm-hmm. embarrassed. And to go out there again tonight, like, where's the heart on this team? Where's the heart? 
I mean, where's the leadership? Where's the toughness? Where's the winner stuff that, that we, we've well, been sold culture. on? Well, oh, well, they're 10 and 1. Why are, you, why are you guys complaining about them being 10 and 1? Because they stink. Yep. Like, they're not a very good football team. That's, that is an all time, all time Philadelphia sports. Yeah, it is. It is. Where's all the winner stuff? Yeah. But, uh, by the way, 10 and 1, no, you were not saying how bad they were at 10 and 1. You were talking about how realistically it's us and the 49ers. Remember, we played that clip of WIP talking about it's us and the 49ers. I mean, screw the Cowboys. Like, they're, they're not They put out the poll question the morning after they got crushed. Who's the best team still in the NFC? Yeah. yeah. Didn't even mention the Cowboys. Didn't, didn't, mention, didn't mention the Cowboys. Didn't mention Detroit. Didn't mention anybody. Completely oblivious. I mean, I, I've said 2022 Vikings. In a lot of ways, though, they are the 2020 Steelers. Remember that Steelers team that started like 10-0 and and everybody's like, that's it's yeah. really not a good 10-0 and football no. team. And then they Very lose bad. a bunch of games at the end and were Very bounced bad. early. And uh, I don't know how they're going to win 10 games again. Pittsburgh. Well, we say that every, maybe it's with that little brat, Kenny Pickett, crying yeah. and apparently reportedly refusing to back up Mason Rudolph. So they made him inactive. All this praise from Mike Tomlin. He looks like he has even less control of his locker room than Nick Sirianni. Yeah. But for the 16th straight year, Mike Tomlin finishes over 500. One, six. Unbelievable. With uncertainty at quarterback for the last five years. Because even at the end of Ben's tenure. He was rotting. Yeah. He was a rot, 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 rotten. Rottweiler. Rot, rot, I, I, I can't do it. All right. Peyton, were you spying? Even more on Filthy this morning. Oh, yes. 94 WIP morning show where they were going back and forth. And the host got into it, too. They didn't start off, you know, just taking phone calls like usual. They wanted to take that first segment and say, we're going to go after everyone. The quarterback, the head coach, and boy, did they go after Nick Sirianni here. They are they, The host here on the morning show at WIP, they are tired of the crappy play calling and the same old, same old bull crap from the Eagles. They never put the quarterback under center. They never run a bootleg. They they never run a draw. It just never looks interesting. Like, yeah. again, I said this a few weeks ago, but when do you ever watch the Eagles and say, oh, that's a cool play? Yeah. Never. I, and, never. And you I say it, it 20 times a game watching the Niners or the Dolphins or whoever. Right. Yeah. And by the, the way, Chiefs, and let me be clear. Even though they're not good. It's, it's, it's okay. Do this. It's okay to do the same things over and over and over and over and over again if it works. Mm-hmm. Yep. I guarantee you, if Vince freaking Lombardi's, you know, Packers sweep stopped working, he'd, you know, do something else. I mean, my God. My God. Do something else. Boy. Gonna have to fire the coach. Let's talk flea flickers. Yeah. Uh, it worked all day yesterday in these college football playoff games, these flea flickers that... Did they? Mich- did they did work? not. <laughs> did it work? They did, they, they <laughs> did not. Michigan almost fumbled two of them. Yeah. I, I'm curious. They're they're all teeing off on the coaching, and, and Chop, you think that's a... a that That's misappropriated anger. Uh, or, I think or it's an easy... I think it's an easy scapegoat because you can't get rid of the whole What's team. Their pro- what is their problem when you watch them? Is it just the defense is awful? The defense is awful is number one. I mean, but, what, did, what did they put up, 30 in this but, game? But, 31? But here's the question no one is following up on. Like, Jalen Hurts is getting a total pass in this conversation. Why is Nick Sirianni having and running out an unimaginative offense? That's the key question here. Either Sirianni's a dolt, dope. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll use Howard Eskin. I was going to say dolt because I don't feel like that's used. Either Sirianni's a total moron after last year, helping them to the Super Bowl, resurrect, getting Jalen Hurts paid. Nick Sirianni's looking like a genius for a guy that could not throw. Or Jalen Hurts is limited with what he can do. He took a step backwards to the norm. Or maybe Hurts is still banged up. Like, no one else is talking about Jalen Hurts being hurt or Jalen Hurts regressing back to what we thought he was to start off his NFL career. No. Everything is just being thrown and directed at Sirianni. That's that 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 yeah. to me is not taking a second or third level. I mean, Hertz is ninth in QBR, and he's thirteenth in in DVOA, which is per play efficiency. I mean, that's not like that that that's the that's probably the low end of his floor. That's with. 15 one-yard touchdown runs but and stuff. They, but they but count. I, 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 you, you can't just discount that. I, I, know, I, know, I know you don't like quarterbacks and you don't believe they should use their legs, but like you can't discount 
Chop, it's not that they can't use their legs. It's that, like, when you're talking about the the primary job as a passer, he's not good at it right the now. The primary job of a quarterback is to move the sticks. Well, the primary not job to throw of, the football. The primary job of a quarterback is also to win, and he's just not doing it right okay. now. Well, he, I mean, nobody has won more over the last, like, two years than him for the most part. I, I think what you're seeing, honestly, is just uh, right now the best evidence we have, especially given what we're seeing in Indianapolis, is Steichen was a massive loss for them. That's the biggest thing I think you're seeing. Yeah. I think that, I mean, I think that, I think that hurts a lot of quarterbacks, you know, when you have changes. Oh, I'm just not, talking about not even the great the, ones. I'm just talking no, about even the, the creativity. No, not, no, you're right. The elite quarterbacks of all time, like the Mahomeses and the Prescotts. Sure. Uh, Did that for you, Bobby. Happy New Year. The elite, <laughs> the elite of the elite of all time. It doesn't yeah, matter who the coach matter. is. Doesn't yeah. matter. Who, they are the culture, not hey, the coach. They are the culture. Hey, P, you got one more clip from this morning? Yeah, we got one more clip. WIP morning show. Now they get to the callers here, and the callers, the few I went through, a lot of them were just depressed. You know, they're, they've moved on. They're, they're they're done with the season. They're saying, <laughs> you know what? It's 76ers ball time. You know, we're we got the Phillies coming up in April. You know, we're moving on. The Eagles suck. You know, we're done with them. But yet they're still going after the head coach. And I mean, after this phone call, it. It might be time for Nick Shiani to uh, take a hike. Happy to be back, although I certainly wish we were cranking it up with the belief in a playoff run that was going to, you know, go into February again. And it just feels like they're blowing it in a lot of ways. Let's kick it off. How about this? Our guy, Tom Endover, is the first caller this year. Hello, Tom. Yo, what's up, guys? Sorry y'all had to come back to this bull crap. Yeah. <laughs> Let me say this, Joe. Yeah. The team is broken like you and John both said. Yep. They need some coaching right now. Last year, we had a whole bunch of talent. This year, them kids need some coaching. You got rookies out there on the field. They need coaching. And Sirianni isn't the coach for them. And people been calling you, telling you this, telling you that. You been hanging out for them. Brandon Raven last Sirianni isn't the coach for this team, man. He's not. He's a yes man. We need a coach. We need a coach, Joe. We do, man. We need a coach. Those offense, that offensive coordinator, that defensive coordinator, no good, man. Get him out of there. <laughs> Got to be done with him. That's uh, that's just part one. Uh, part two is coming up at 9 o'clock. Maybe there, the most viral clip in the NFL over the weekend, definitely from a fan. They're going through it. Man, yeah, they, they are. are going through it in that cracking. city right they now. They are cracking, man. Uh, let's... Not cracking like Seattle. Yeah. They're cracking. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Let's uh, let's hold up a mirror real quick before we get to best and worst of the weekend, and let's talk about turn this crap off, please, please to get this out of here. Uh, let's talk about Mike McCarthy's clock management because this was a national storyline. The two national storylines after the big call was the Hendershot trip uh, that the referees screwed up. But we got to focus on Mike McCarthy and what he did with 2.05 left to play. Lions had two timeouts. and Plus Mike, the two-minute warning. Plus the two-minute warning. And Mike decides to air this thing out. Threw the ball in first down. Two-minute warning was looming, which is fine, right? Because the clock is about to stop anyway. Hendershot then gets called for tripping. They move back 15 yards. You're on the brink of field goal range. If you have three runs from the Lions 44, you maybe have a 50-yard field goal for Aubrey. McCarthy goes high percentage pass on first and 25. That moves the ball to the 33. Cool. Time for two runs. Or maybe one. Maybe just one run. No. The second and 14 pass is what everyone lost their minds over. Second and 14 pass goes out of bounds. Third and 14, no. No. Going to throw it 
again. So, Amaras St. Brown scores with 23 seconds left as the Lions drive the field in nine plays. So, they got the ball back with 141, zero timeouts, the ball at their own 25, down seven. They should have been... Down 40 seconds on that clock. Yeah, they should have gotten the ball back at a minute-ish, minute five, instead of a minute 40. Um, Which, as it turns out, the way they went down the field, it might not have mattered. Uh, I mean, it it absolutely would have, because, I mean, it took them a minute 20 to get down the field. They would have had a minute left on the clock. But but how much did they kind of, you know, they they, they did take their time at times. That's not the point, That's not the point. Yeah. The point is, go ahead. You know, there's... I don't necessarily have a major issue with it because possession is more important than time. So, like, keeping the ball as opposed... The most important thing in the Cowboys' mind was keeping the ball, not letting the Detroit get the ball back at all. They wanted to get the first down. Once they got to the first and 25, they could totally change things. That's why they threw it. They, they, had, they knew they had to throw it to get the first down. Their goal was not to give them the ball back with a minute to go. It was not to give them the ball back, period. Like... They, they, they viewed possession more important than time on the clock. And I don't necessarily disagree with that. Would I have thrown that pass? No. You could have gone, you could have thrown another easy pass to CD that would have gotten another seven yards, and then you would have set up a third and seven, and another one. The one, that Henderson, the one to uh, Ferguson got them like eight yards in the last one. It easily could have gotten you the first down. It was just a dumb, I mean, who throws a fade route? Oh, you're down there. Well, especially when especially Cooks, out of bounds. Cooks read something completely different. Because if that ball doesn't get thrown out of bounds, it's probably intercepted. Uh-huh. And then you're you're looking and you lose. at and a, you lose. yeah. Now you're looking at a much bigger issue because that's an interception, and Detroit's got a timeout too to play with. The, the, there were a couple different things that I didn't like there. Two oh five, they run the ball with Pollard. Then there's the the tripping call. If you want to throw the ball in, in this scenario, if you want to go for the throat. Throw it at the 205 mark because the clock's stopping yeah. regardless. You're getting to the two minute warning. So, whether it's an incomplete pass or it's a run play, whatever else, like the clock is stopping after that play. So, throw the ball there. I have a problem with running the ball there. If you want to throw it, throw it at 205. Then, on the, the, I don't have a problem with the throw that they threw to CD. It was a, he, he had to kind of, you know, thread it a little bit, but I have no problem with throw to CD, the, the one to Ferguson. It's the shot to Cooks that yeah. is is the issue. It's indefensible, in my opinion. It's gross mismanagement. Um, and m- most importantly, it does nothing to decrease my concern and worry that they will butcher this type of moment in a playoff game. I've, I've, I've very little to no faith that Mike McCarthy will screw up something like this when – we're at a 10 out of 10 in terms of panic and importance. Yeah. And 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 not just the second of 14 is just indefensible, in my opinion. It's, it's ridiculous. He got saved by Dan Campbell and the referees and the officials. Um, and it's part of the reason why I hate – I love having him on. I hate having him on Friday uh, instead of Tuesday when we had on Jason Garrett or Monday. No, we had Jason Monday. on Monday. On Monday. Because – Well, I watch tape. Because, yeah, we got to watch tape. But going back to this topic, you know, five, six days later, it sucks. And he's talking to the rest of the media about it. I'd love to have him on Mondays, but I think part of that is by design, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's much easier to answer questions like this five and, days later and do this show on a Friday where we're previewing. Previewing is much easier than recapping. Much, much easier. So I give Jason Garrett a lot of credit there, but this was ridiculous. And not only this, what Michael, what Michael Parsons did too was stupid. Don't let Micah Parsons off the hook. With the offsides? Yes. Yeah. Giving them another chance. Like the, look, the Cowboys lucked out in this game. I think I think we all I think we all feel comfortable in saying that. You can make a major argument. They caught a lot of breaks. But Micah Parsons doing that in that moment, and he had a nice game. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. The moments, the little moments, the little details, they always butcher. They always, always screw up. And they're gonna do it in a moment that maybe gets them eliminated again. That's my take. Yeah, I mean, we're we're sitting here trying to think of, I mean, what is it? Close ball games that they've played this year. They've played Philadelphia in Philly. There were massive little detail issues there. They had the same issue against Miami in a close game. Detroit, they win, but they had the same sort of issues. I'm trying to remember the the Chargers game that they won. Did they have issues in that one? That that may have been the uh, one game. Yeah, maybe that may have been the one game where, and it may just be that I'm forgetting it. 
But that's the one game. They didn't have to. They faced your boy Kellen. So they were fine. <laughs> well, they, they, they were facing those Chargers receivers that wanted to drop the ball every other pass. Uh, I, I think the Chargers game is the only one where we've seen a tight ball game where it didn't feel like there were little things that, that they were, you know, messing up. They are one of the most talented teams in the NFL. They're one of the most explosive teams in the NFL. They are bottom third in the league in terms of attention to detail. Yeah. They, they're one of the no worst doubt. in the NFL on that. And that to me, Coaching. I, I, I don't want to just say only Mike McCarthy. There's a, a mess of assistant coaches that also work with these players in general coaching. It doesn't have to just be McCarthy. I don't want people to think I'm placing all him, but it does feel like a coaching issue. That's something you're responsible for is the attention to detail. Let's get to best and worst of, well, more than the weekend. It Ladies is. and gentlemen, the weekend. Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. You want to start with that or, well, we got to start with our outing. Uh, got the text from Choppy. I heard talked about on the radio that Mr. Bennett Glazer invited us to the Cowboy game on Saturday. Yeah. And I said, oh, Saturday. I'll go on Saturday. I won't go on Sunday. That's school night, school day. Uh, but a new school night. Flew back from Maryland on Friday and got everything in line and in order. Line oh, up yeah. the babysitter and a cocaine heartbeat real quick in order to meet up. With you and everybody else, and it uh, it never fa- it never fails when you go out there with uh, with old Bennett Glazer. It is a it is a fun time. Uh, the the service. Well, we start with the parking. The parking. So Bennett, so I was a little disappointed. I was disappointed in the traffic. What a nightmare! Oh, it's awful. What a night! They I, great job, Arlington, by putting that thing in the middle of a neighborhood. Why do they <laughs> shut down Collins like that? Hi. It's, it's like for 12 <laughs> years when I did the pregame show, not Tim Collins. Well, we also got there early, right? So yeah, we got there earlier. like four hours, three and yeah. a half hours early. But I was here like three hours early for this. Collins, they just put the police car, park it horizontal, yeah. shut down Collins. And then my GPS didn't get me to lot six. I'm going around the entire. It was torture. torture. It was absolute freaking torture. And getting out, even though these are like amazing parking spots. Which everyone backed in for some reason. I was the only one who didn't. I don't know why. But you just park right there. Ten steps. Bam. You are in yeah. the owner's club. Sweet, sweet parking. Yeah, I did back in just so that way I don't have to back out and, and risk hitting somebody. I can just, just go right out. But, you know, I was a little disappointed because these were about ten spots further down than I had the last time. Oh, I had the second spot right in front of the door the last time. This one was like ten. You hear so that, Mr. Glazer? I was a little bit disappointed. Uh, you, you know, you think maybe they they the had great to, Jason Newman got the good spot. I don't know why he got the, the spot, not me. Maybe there were some spots that had to be allocated for people like Troy Aikman yeah, and, and legends maybe, that were in attendance. Maybe there were, maybe there were. I don't know, but we'll we'll, we'll discuss this before the playoff game. And I, are we we'll, going? We'll get, we'll get this clear. Are, are we going? <laughs> and I, I instantly walk in. Freaking Joe Trahan, smartass, is like uh, uh, white Trahan. Uh, White, yeah. He's like, what's wrong? You're in the you're in the most exclusive place in the whole stadium. You look worked up. What's wrong? What are you complaining about? Because he used to be yelling at him and not getting his Des Bryant or uh, and some of the other interviews in Oxnard. And I'm like, traffic, man. He's a kid here earlier. Yeah. I'm like, don't you have? Just go handle somebody. It's two and a half hours go, before kickoff. Go get Jimmy's water. Get, get out of here. <laughs> it's two and a half hours before kickoff. We were there in plenty of time. We get down to the owners' club, and the first thing is it's got, they have three open bars, and all and two open uh, two buffets. Carving stations and Sushi. stuff that Bobby wouldn't eat because it <laughs> comes from the Ugh. sea. Yeah, uh, it's fantastic, fantastic stuff. Uh, and and then you see, oh look, there's Joe Buck. I didn't see him. I saw him. He was in the roped off part. Okay, but he came out to say hi to one of the Cowboy front office members. Yeah, so I said hi to them. Jimmy Johnson having like a press conference as soon as we walk yeah. in. It was it was it was that was they did the same thing with Marcus Ware. It's in it's in that roped off part of the owners club where the players and families and you know big time sponsors can get in there like like Bennett could have gotten in there yeah. if he was if he if he wanted to um but not for us yeah we were just guests yeah we were just guests so we sit there we eat a few bites and then they're like all right ready to go downstairs and I'm like ooh here we go here we go why did he say that and for <laughs> for for everyone else you know the security's coming up to us and they're like move 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 Ben and Glaze is there, like, oh. Yep, never mind. You never mind. Good. Never mind. I'm like, do we not have different pass? We got the same passes, same He didn't bracelet? even have a pass on. He they, didn't need one. Didn't even need one. We, we, the, the last time I was there for the uh, for the DeMarcus Ware Ring of Honor induction, they 
kicked us all at the field. And Bennett was like, no, no, they're with us. And they're like, oh, they're with you? You guys could stay. And I think we got legitimized in front of Bennett with the Tolos. Man, walking oh, yeah. through that tunnel. Where the players walk through the Miller Lite it's Club. Like, it's like, this is kind of embarrassing because, you yeah. know, you're not supposed to be highlighted like this. No. You're walking through with all the VIP people yeah. next to Michael Irvin, which we'll get to in a second. People are like, Chubby! Chubby! You and Bobby get recognized a lot more than I do out in public. I thought you got recognized more than me. I, I think I recognized a ton. No, it's like whenever you guys say you get you, you know, at games and yeah. stuff, but... Uh, I think I think I think it was because of you leading the way, and as soon as we go down in the elevator, there he is. There he is, old Mister Elusive, Mister Playmate, eighty-eight, Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin. I'm gonna I'm gonna read you, uh, Sean, the uh, the text that I sent Michael Irvin that morning. Well, okay. oh, because Mike has disappeared on us since the yeah. Super Bowl, so that's improvement. And we still kept in touch here and there. But he used to text during the show. He would come on weekly. Now he's got the deal with Bayless, so he, he doesn't do the, the weekly interview anymore. But I lost contact with yeah. him. Yeah. I sent him a text Saturday, just after 12. Sean and I will be at the game tonight in the owner's club before the game. You're going to be there. Love to say hi, introduce you to the fiance, all that stuff. His response, about an hour and a half later, who is this? <laughs> Question mark. Sorry, no contact. I was like, wait, wait, wait. He said, he said, who is this? And you put my name in it too? I said, yeah, Sean and I. Uh, I spelled your name S H A N as well. S H A N couldn't be any other Sean. Who is this? Sorry, no contact. And I hit back, it's choppy. And he right back immediately. I will hit you guys when I get there, buddy. And I see him. I said, did you delete my number? I got a new phone. I got a new phone. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so the new phone yeah. just completely erases all the contacts. Right. You got a new phone. You didn't I, lose Michael's contact. I lost some contacts, but I went from Android to iPhone. He always had an iPhone. But man, walking out there with Irvin, that is like a tidal wave yeah. of fame yes, that he got is. hit with. We go out on the field. Um, Bob Lilly. Mr. Cowboy. Mr. Cowboy. I wanted to talk to him. I wanted to get my picture taken with him. Uh, and then... Then it's like, all right, let's go on over here to Steven, mm-hmm. to Jerry, uh, to Jerry Jr. Steven did the uh, the Trump handshake on me where he grabs and he pulls you in. Oh. That's that's like the... Uh, he goes, I know who you are. That's <laughs> He was on our first show ever. He right? was. He was on our first show ever. And he said he, how much he loved listening to us all these years. Him and A-Rod both. Love listening to you guys all these years. <laughs> all these years. <laughs> well, yeah, I really love your show. It's yeah. like, man, we just started an hour ago. Uh, but yeah, he did the handshake where he pulls you in. He like, kind of rips you in. And it's like, God, here's, here's my rotator cuff. Give me a break here. But then I got, I got our moment when I went up to Jerry... And every year, I just try to do an interview recap with him. I'm like, we had another good year, man. And uh, my wife got the picture of a lifetime as we're all giving Jerry like the bro, hu- yeah. the bro high fives, the bro hugs. Uh, and that was a that was a, that was a special was moment. The Very smartest thing you ever did was ask Jerry about Bennett Glazer oh, on this yeah. radio show because that may get you in for life. And, and look, if only it could. Uh, well, if only it could, you know, give me more money. But it can't. Well, it's getting you. <laughs> it's getting you some pretty sweet things. And then the one mo- multiple moments my wife did not believe during the game, I kept turning around and head nodding, making eye contact with someone. She goes, finally, she goes, "Who are you looking at? Who are you talking to?" I swear on my children, me and Chris Christie, the whole. No, yeah. I swear to God, I kept doing the same thing the whole game. <laughs> I'm just. Eye contact, reacting with Chris Christie right behind us over good plays, bad plays, good calls, bad calls. I swear, I swear, I promise. And she she didn't believe me. Did did was it a good? It sounds like it was. So I, there are times right where where Amanda's not impressed by right. by the whole thing. Was this a night where you had impressed her? Like, yeah. hey, look, we got some pull. Yeah, she was mad I didn't uh, introduce her to Mike. Um, but I Basic? just no, mm. I kind of just blacked out, you know. Yeah. Uh, she's like, oh, my, I'm, I'm sorry, my husband's rude. I'm Amanda. But she was impressed. She was impressed. Walking through the tunnel, looking up in the stands. Uh, Jerry Jones right there, lining up for the picture. She she, she, she turned to me. She goes, you know this is all because of me, right? And I said, whoa, <laughs> whoa, hey. hang on. I'm on the radio. Choppy. Settle down just a little bit. Invited us. He dropped Mr. Glazer's name. Uh, so I said, yes, sweetheart. It all it, it is all because of you. It was a special night. One of a kind night. Great night.
great night. Uh, can't wait to do it again. Hope we do it again soon. <laughs> uh, hopefully the playoff game's a Saturday. Well, he's got 14 seats. Yeah, 16, I think. 16. It's a lot. He's got he's got the the, the, the whole – he was the first – he bought the first seats in the entire stadium. He got this pick of the litter of the whole stadium. Yeah. Awesome. Bobby, I wish you were there. I was there. I, I, oh. I was I, I was uh, I, I was up in the box looking down at you ants uh, as a mere peon up in the press box, and so you weren't down on the field at all. No, 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 because I wasn't working NFL Network in this game. Oh. So mm. I was I was driving back from a funeral, Sean. Oh. So I was I was uh, yeah, wasn't here. I think that's everything that we got. Peyton, did you have any FOMO? Oh yeah, I mean when the, the the pictures, I think it was the next day. Sean's story on Instagram was just nothing but Cowboys games. I was like, ah, dang it, I really need to be a host. Boy, the I really need to be a host. The, the hard the key. The hard <laughs> launch has gone into full effect though. He's like posting mirror selfies on New Year's Eve yeah. with, with the lady. They're we'll like doing videos of shots that he Peyton set up. Good we'll get you. to that. All right, Jerry Jones is coming up live at eight thirty to talk about the golden opportunity of clinching the NFC East. But we got a special Tolo Tuesday edition of RJ's College Football Kegger. After the CFP last night, the kegger is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.